nurses? Is building a nursing career as easy as one, two, three? Not really, right? Be that as it may, we're going to talk about the building blocks that can set you on the path to success in your nursing career right here on episode 123 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. Welcome to first-time listeners, and welcome to those of you who've been listening for weeks, months, or years. I'm so glad you're here and so glad you're part of The Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Podcasters, along with RNFM Radio, the Gluten-Free RN, Elizabeth Scala's Your Next Shift, and Sarah Santacroce's Introvert Biz Growth Podcast. Check us out over at PulseMediaNetwork.com. You can find The Nurse Keith Show over on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, of course, and you can find me all over social media. And if you want to find the show notes for this episode, head over to NurseKeith.com forward slash episode 123. That is episode 123. Anyway, I'm thrilled you're here. Let's jump right over into the studio and dig into today's topic. So folks, in honor of this episode being number 123, I decided to do a show about a 123 approach to nursing career development. We all know that becoming a nurse isn't easy. You know, there's nursing school, clinicals, NCLEX, landing that first job, building a brand for yourself. That is definitely not as easy as 123. And No matter how hard or easy certain aspects of your career are, whether you're a brand new nurse or you're a seasoned nurse or a nurse entrepreneur, there are some basic building blocks that I've talked about on this show and in my blog and in the other articles I write. And I want to enumerate and elucidate some of those here because they will help you maintain and nurture your passion for nursing and your professional drive and move your career forward. So let's talk about some of these basic building blocks. I think sometimes it's good just to put it all into context and lay it out on the line. So let's put our cards on the table and talk it through. Folks, this is episode 123, and I wish there were just three basic building blocks to a successful nursing career, and if I told you there were only three, I would essentially be lying. But what I want to do is enumerate some of the ones I think that are absolutely positively essential at this moment of time. So if you feel misled by the one, two, three thing, mea culpa, but there's actually about five things I want to cover. But when you look at the long list that I've written in front of me, it's even more than five. So forget about the numbers. Let's just dig into the stuff that we feel is most important. My first book, Savvy Networking for Nurses, Getting Connected and Staying Connected in the 21st Century, was all about networking. And networking is, in my point of view, in my school of thought, it is so essential to your nursing career, no matter where you are in the process. The arc of your career is a long one, and it begins really 
when you're taking your prerequisites for nursing school before you even sit your butt down in a chair in your first nursing class, when you're studying, doing your prerequisites, and then especially when you get accepted and you enter into a nursing program, that is where your networking begins. For those of you new or novice or even student nurses out there listening to the show, your colleagues, your peers in school are your network. They're the beginning of your professional network. You know why? Some of you are going to end up working together. You might end up being charge nurse or a supervisor for some of your colleagues who are right there in the classroom with you. Then again, some of your classmates might end up being your supervisor, manager, or charge nurse in the future. You and your peers make up this network that is just starting to be built as you begin school. So you want to build positive relationships from the very beginning. You might have a classmate who someday may help you find your dream job. You may have a classmate who's on a hiring committee to get you into the hospital where you've always wanted to work or the surgery center where you feel like that's where you want to cut your teeth next. So building a positive and robust network is oh so important. Networking also means keeping in touch with Previous colleagues from your previous positions, making sure you maintain contacts and not burn bridges. And also, as you enter into new workplaces, it means connecting with the people who you're working with in the present moment. This means, for instance, if you have previous colleagues, you want to find them on LinkedIn, for instance. LinkedIn is one of my happy places when it comes to networking. You want to connect with them on LinkedIn, exchange testimonials, endorse each other, write nice things about each other, and then keep in touch periodically. For those of you who are really serious about networking, this might sound a little over the top to you, but I recommend keeping perhaps a spreadsheet if you're a spreadsheet kind of person. Have an alphabetical spreadsheet where you keep track of your colleagues and your connections and the people in your network where you can keep track of their birthdays or where they're living or what kind of work they do so that when the time comes, if there's something you're looking for in your career, you're going to have a robust group of people to reach out to as your brain trust, people who can help you and lean in when you need them the most and who you can also lean in with and help when they need you the most. You know, when you're working in a clinical situation, Networking is just so important because these people who work at your side, they're the ones who know you the best. These are the people who can stand up for you and write a reference or be a reference when they're called by a potential employer. They're the people who can write a letter of recommendation for you when you're trying to, let's say, get into a fellowship or a PhD program. Your network is so important to you and you never know what one person's connections can do for you. One way I illustrate this is to say that picture a person who you know, let's say another nurse. So that person is a member of your network, and that's great. But what you also have to consider is that that nurse is the gatekeeper to her entire network, all the people that she knows. So let's say she has 350 people in her professional network. Well, those 350 people, 
are available to you potentially to contact because she is your connection. So let's say you are moving to Pittsburgh and you need some connections in Pittsburgh. You can look at your network, find out who might have connections in that fair city and ask them for some warm introductions. This is the way you can tap your network when you need it. You can also tap your network for advice when you're trying to make an important career decision. And remember that your network doesn't just have to be nurses. It can be doctors, lawyers, ambulance drivers, bankers, insurance agents. Because remember, everybody, almost everybody knows someone who knows someone who works in healthcare or nursing or medicine. So when you need your network, make sure it is robust. Make sure it has breadth and depth. Your network doesn't have to be limited just to people who work in healthcare, though it'll probably be a preponderance of people in healthcare. And it can even include your friends and your family members. So networking is one of the essential building blocks of a nursing career. And I recommend that you read my revised edition, the second edition of Savvy Networking for Nurses, because it'll really help walk you through Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and then also face-to-face networking and why it is so, so very important. Now, building upon networking, the next building block that I think is very important to your career is your brand, building your personal and professional brand. Like I've said before, when I mention the word brand, many people, they're not very happy with that term because it sounds like I'm talking about Apple or Ben and Jerry's or TJ Maxx or CVS or something. But no, a brand isn't necessarily just a corporation or a corporate entity or a company. Yes, they are brands, but you are a brand too. And your job throughout your career is to build and expand upon your brand, just like you build and expand upon your professional network. In fact, your network is an important part of your brand, actually. When we're talking about personal branding for nursing, what we're talking about is all of the things that make you who you are. Let's say you went to University of California as your nursing school, that's part of your brand. And then you got your master's degree at, let's say, I don't know, NYU in New York City. That's also part of your brand. NYU becomes part of your brand. That's part of who you are and how you got to be where you are. Now, let's say you also write articles for American Nurse Today magazine. I write articles for magazines and websites. It's a great way to build your brand because it shows that you're an expert. It's a demonstration of your expertise. Other pieces of your brand might be certifications. What kind of specialty training do you have? What are the areas where you really excel as a nurse and a clinician and a professional? Those are also part of your brand. All of these different pieces put together are the whole there that's the the sum of the parts of who you are as a nurse and as a professional other aspects of your brand also has to do with like we would talk about corporate branding it's how people feel when they interact with you you might have a brand where 
your connections, your network, the people who know and love you and respect you, they have certain feelings about you. Let's say we interviewed 10 people who know you fairly well as a nurse, and we asked those people to describe, let's say, eight or 10 aspects of your character or eight or 10 adjectives that would really paint a picture of who you are. And let's say out of those 10 people, nine of them say that you're dedicated. So that becomes part of your brand. Let's say seven of those people recognize that you're a skilled clinician. That's another part of your brand. 10 of those people, 10 out of 10, say that you're friendly and you're compassionate and that you really show caring for other people. That is a big piece of your brand. Your brand is how people feel when they interact with you. It's what they think about you. It's also all of the things you have under your belt that make you who you are. The certifications, the skills, the techniques you've mastered, the places you've gone to school, the places you've lived, the um, organizations you've worked for, the associations and organizations you belong to, the volunteer work that you do, the service you do in the world. Your brand is all of these things wrapped up in one. You're a walking advertisement for who you are and what your heart tells other people about you and what your actions say, how they speak about you as an individual and a human being and a professional. So if that makes sense, networking and branding, those are two very important building blocks of your nursing career. And these are things that you really should consistently be thinking about throughout your career, whether you're in nursing school or you're just looking at retirement and considering what to do in terms of volunteerism or business once you leave the general workforce. Now, let's talk about another building block of your nursing career, and that is continuous learning and professional development. Now, that might make you think of, oh, those boring CEUs I have to do to keep my license. And yes, CEUs are part of your continuous learning, but they're not the be-all and end-all of your learning and your development. What I'm talking about more and CEUs are just fine. But what I'm really talking about is your intellectual curiosity, the curiosity that you bring to the world, the ways in which you approach problems in your clinical practice, the way in which you build skills and learn new techniques. This can also have to do with developing what we would call the non-clinical skills, like not the hands-on nursing skills, but the other skills that are equally as important or even more important to your career over the arc of the next decades in front of you. Let's say that you're a nurse and you've been wanting to develop skills in leadership. That is a form of professional development that can serve you so very well in the years to come. Learning how to be an effective leader has to do with communication. It has to do with listening. It has to do with being able to delegate, being able to figure out and triage what is most important for you or your team. So learning to be a leader, taking classes in leadership, taking classes in communication, 
having those skills built within you so that you can bring them to the table as a professional, that is a huge piece of your professional development as a nurse. For some of you, your continuous learning might have to do with, let's say, mastering certain aspects of cardiac nursing. And that's great. Learning the drips and the electrolytes and all of those things that are so important to cardiac function. That's part of your brand. And that's also part of the continuous learning and professional development that you do over time. Now, for others of you, it might not be the hard clinical skills. That might not be the stuff that really captures your intellectual or emotional or spiritual or mental curiosity. You might be thinking more along the lines of, wow, I would really like to learn about oriental medicine, acupuncture, acupressure, the five elements, all of those different pieces, or I want to learn about Ayurvedic medicine. Now, you might not go off to acupuncture school, which you could do if you wanted to and become a nurse who's also an acupuncturist. I've known several. But you could also become not necessarily a specialist, but have a certain body of knowledge that becomes part of who you are and how you approach wellness and illness. Now, you might be, like me, a massage therapist who became a nurse. I was also a yoga teacher before I was a nurse. So part of my brand is that history that I bring with me as a former massage therapist and holistic health practitioner, as a former yoga teacher. While I don't practice massage anymore and honestly don't really practice yoga anymore, it still has something to do with the way I look at the world and the way I approach wellness and illness. And that is part of who I am. And it's an intrinsic part of what makes me the whole of the sum of parts that make up who I was prior to being a nurse and who I am now that I am a nurse after 21 years. So wherever your curiosity takes you, whatever area of your self, either personally or professionally, that you would like to develop, those are very important and they are certainly building blocks of your career. Hey folks, I want to take a quick pause for the cause here to remind you that I'm going to be speaking once again at the National Nurses and Business Association Annual Conference in St. Pete's Beach, Florida, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, 2017. If you have even a tiny interest in starting a business or a side hustle as a nurse entrepreneur, the NNBA conference is the premier place to be in order to light the fire of nurse entrepreneurship in your heart and mind. And you know what? Kevin Ross and Elizabeth Scala from RNFM Radio and the Pulse Media Network are going to be joining me in presenting a pre-conference workshop on the power of podcasting. That's right. If you would like to launch a podcast, whether it's related to nursing and healthcare or something entirely different, you can learn from us. We're the experts and you can come away with everything you need to know to launch your own podcast. There are also going to be pre-conference workshops on legal nurse consulting, on the business of blogging, so many great ways to learn, so many awesome people to meet. This is my favorite conference of the year. So head over to the show notes for this episode and click on the links for more information. I will see you in Florida at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference, September 8th through 10th, 2017. 
Now, next, folks, I just mentioned this. I mentioned personal development, and let's talk about this for a minute. You might think, what does personal development really have to do with my nursing career? And I'll say that it's actually a very big building block to who you are as a clinician and how you move in the world. So let's dig in and unpack this a little bit. When I talked earlier about developing communication skills and listening skills, that is definitely learning that can enhance your professional development and your professional standing with your peers. Now, communication and listening also figure greatly into your personal relationships outside of work. And why do I bring this up? I bring this up because in your marriage, in your relationships with your children, your partner, your spouse, your aunts and uncles, your cousins, your friends, the people who you bowl with on the weekends, whatever, that communication, that way that you develop that aspect of yourself where you're a social being, where you're a family member, where you're a father or a mother or a stepmother or a brother or an uncle or an aunt or a cousin, that also has to do with who you are. And believe it or not, that is also part of your brand. And you know why? That is what makes you a well-rounded person. It is personal experiences, travel, your spiritual development, your political and social values, your emotional and relational intelligence, your physical and emotional and mental health. While these might not seem part of your professional self, they feed into your professional self. If you are, let's say, incredibly unhappily married and Let's say your spouse doesn't want to have children and you feel bereft because you really want to have kids and grandkids. And let's say your spouse is also a very unhappy person and things aren't going very well at home. Things are really rocky and unhappy. How does that affect you at work? What happens when you're incredibly unhappily married and you go into work every day? Are you going to be bouncing down the hallways with glee and happy to see your colleagues and tell them about your weekend? Probably not because you're pretty unhappy outside of work. So your brand is affected by how your life is going outside of the professional sphere. Does that make sense? If you're unhappy in your life at home, you're probably going to be relatively unhappy in your life at work. We need congruence. We need parity between your personal sphere and your professional sphere. And if you're not working on yourself as a person, there is a building block of your nursing career that's missing. So no matter how many CEUs you do, no matter how many venipunctures you accomplish, no matter how many conferences you attend, you need to also tend to your personal development, your spiritual health, your emotional wellness. All of these pieces are just so very important. Friends, if you take really good care of yourself at home, if you practice great communication with your spouse, if you go to psychotherapy because you need to work through some stuff from your childhood or your, your current relationships, if you work out at the gym, if you socialize and have a robust group of friends who you can have lots of fun with and really enjoy your days off with, if you nurture your spiritual life, however 
whatever that means to you. If you tend to your emotional wellness, if you're really aware of what your values are and what you bring to the table as a human being and a member of society, that well-roundedness, that groundedness within yourself will fan out, will bleed out into your professional life, into your brand, to your network. It'll also empower you to become even a better nurse and a better professional when you're that happy and well-rounded and caring for yourself outside of work. Do you know what I mean? Do you resonate with this message? I really value relationships in my life. Relationships are really what my life revolves around. I love connecting people, connecting with people, nurturing relationships, keeping in touch with old friends, keeping in touch with newer friends. It is so very, very important to me. And that practice, that way that I move in the world has a lot to do with how I work as a professional as well. So it comes through my brand in many, many ways. The ways that people experience me outside of work is quite similar to the way people experience me in the professional sphere. And that is what you want to go for. And that's why I'm spending so much time talking about your personal development and being a well-rounded, happy, and healthy person. Now, I didn't mention financial health, and I just want to put a plug in here too. Whatever your issues are with money, and wealth and saving and all those pieces of finances that can really bog us down, that is another piece of your personal development not to ignore because that also will affect your professional choices, the things that you do in your life, the ways in which you stand up for yourself and ask for a raise, the way that you, you can verbalize your value to make your value known so that other people will recognize it and reward you for it. So all of those aspects of personal wellness and personal development are so very important to who you are and how your career is going to go in the years to come. Finally, folks, the fifth major building block that I want to touch on is finding joy and happiness. I know we just talked about personal development, and this is the deeper aspect of this. This is where you make sure that you are having plenty of leisure in your life, where you're experiencing pleasure on a regular basis, where you're cultivating joy in your work life and your personal life. And go back a couple episodes and listen to the one about cultivating joy. There's wonderful stories there, and I highly recommend doing that. And you need to be having fun in your life. You also need to be having fun at work. It is just so important to make sure your professional and personal lives are imbued with fun. Whatever fun you can bring to the table, bring it, because it is so important to your mental, spiritual, and emotional health. So folks, we have talked about the importance of networking as a building block of your nursing career over the years. We've also talked about building your brand, which is extremely important. I also mentioned continuous learning and professional development. That is very intrinsic and central to the development of your career over time. I also spoke at great length about personal development. You need to work on yourself all the time, my friends. We are not finished products. We are organic, ongoing 
creatures and we develop and change with time and we need to focus on that personal development. And finally, I mentioned finding joy and happiness, making sure you have enough pleasure and joy and fun in your life because that is oh so important. So those are my five building blocks for episode 123. And like I said, it's not really three. There's actually five. And if you break those five down into all the things I talked about, there are many, many important building blocks to your personal and professional happiness. And these five are great places to begin. So folks, I thank you for listening to the Nurse Keith Show. This is yet another diatribe by Nurse Keith, and I brought you my five building blocks of why it's so important to work on yourself professionally and personally throughout your life. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode, and I encourage you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and development. And did you know you can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? That's right. Listener Bradley Sandoval just became a patron recently, and I'm so grateful to him for recognizing the value of the Nurse Keith Show and supporting us. You can pledge as little as $2 a month, but if you pledge $10 a month, you will get a copy of my book, a signed copy of my book in the mail, along with a postcard from beautiful Santa Fe. And I will thank you in person on the show, letting people know that you're a supporter and a patron of the Nurse Keith Show. If you pledge more than $10, you can even get some free coaching out of it. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith for more information about supporting the Nurse Keith Show. The show is edited and produced by the wonderful and amazing and capable Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. Social media and promotion are handled by the equally wonderful and capable and amazing Mark Cappy Speeson. Make sure to head over to iTunes and leave a review of this podcast. It helps other people find the show. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. In exchange, you'll get my 12-page LinkedIn profile makeover guide. And you know what? You can leave me a voicemail right from my website by clicking on the pink banner on the far left side. Mention your name, what your question is. I will play your voice on the air and answer your question on an upcoming episode of the Nurse Keith Show. How cool is that? Folks, I want you to stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and inspired than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, Seek joy, keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. Mm -hmm.